Welcome to Dream Machine. My name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. And uh, are you quite surprised to see us back again for another Dream Machine so soon? I mean, at this point in time, I thought we were going to be coming back here for Dream Machine to discuss about Abominable, but... Not this. Yeah. So, guys, as you all know, um, we've completed Dream Machine, at least, you know, the, the main part of it. And so we decided, to, me and Patricia, to give you guys a bit of a bonus uh, for sticking with us for this uh, uh, whole series. And uh, so we decided we're going to talk about this particular movie that uh, we have actually mentioned quite a couple of times. Yes, we have. And it is quite a trip, I must say. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, here we go. the classic uh, Shrek film which was uh, made in 2001 uh, we obviously reviewed it at uh, the very beginning of the series but uh, also the fans decided that they wanted to have their own take on and also pay tribute to uh, the original Shrek movie at uh, the last year's Shrek Fest so enter Shrek Retold which is a 2018 web movie that was a remake of the original Shrek film and the scenes were actually made by 200 different artists and uh, it was produced by 3GI Studios and also actually was licensed out by DreamWorks so, so they actually had permission to actually make this film independently. So, I mean, going into this, uh, people are going to be quite, um, I guess, um, a bit worried, I guess, about some of the things we might have to say about it, because, I mean, keep this in mind, this wasn't actually, like, a properly released production. This didn't get out in theatres. This didn't have, like, a box office or anything like that. It wasn't there to make money. And so, I mean, it was just a bunch of passionate fan artists who uh, wanted to come together, basically, to retell uh, the uh, classic Shrek story, which I say, you know, good on them and, you know, very good work for doing that. However, I mean, there, while there are some good things to it, which I obviously we'll get into, I mean, uh, in regards to, um, you know, the negative things that we're going to say about it, here's the thing about this. I'm not going to blame the fan artists at all in this because you know, keep this in mind this was um you know made by a production company and you could technically say it the license at least was distributed by dreamworks films uh, so i guess you could say that the blame kind of lays with them more than it does with the artists who actually collaborated to do it mm-hmm now, it's actually really interesting about how this came to be. So, from what I understand, some of the people behind Shrek Retold also was behind Shrekfest. And Shrekfest is this huge festival slash convention gathering where people celebrate Shrek every single year. They dress up as the Shrek characters, they have an onion-eating contest, and they just basically have this love for Shrek, both ironically and unironically, because... I would say over the past uh, maybe 10 plus years, 
Shrek has, you know, become from a huge cultural icon to like meme fodder where everybody just makes a whole bunch of crazy music videos and they do their own fan animations based off of Shrek. I mean, you probably remember about the whole Shrek is love, Shrek is life, which was permeating throughout the Internet a few years ago. And they basically just had these weird forums and websites dedicated to shrek and it's still going strong to this day and i i even remember watching a digital movies video on shrek and when it became like hugely popular among these this group of people and how they started to bring back shrek for basically like for ironic reasons making fun of it as well as celebrating it it's kind of weird but um, Which is kind of a bit of a it's kind of a bit of a paradox um, though when you all these people who are in like these passion projects, and I, I have to say that this is probably one of the most, if not the most ambitious, like you know collaboration I've seen online. Because usually when it comes to like online collaborations, I've seen like people do collaborations based off of like a uh, a short or maybe an episode of a cartoon, whether it be eleven or twenty four minutes long, but an entire movie. I have to say that that is very commendable. Here's the thing about this, though, because um, in regards to this film, I mean, um, the the one thing that's uh, quite ironic about it is that, you know, Shrek in itself was a parody of these other movies, you know, of obviously the Disney movies that, uh, you know, he was trying to uh, make fun of at the time. Yet here's, you know, uh, a movie that's kind of making fun of Shrek. In, in a way, and yeah. also kind of paying tribute to it at the same time. But, uh, I mean, the one thing that really stands out for me, at least in regards to um, this movie, is just the, uh, the just the, the zaniness and the craziness to it. Like, uh, the fact that uh, also it just it shows how different people perceive Shrek. In, in this and that so some people have obviously done you know the 2d animations uh, of it and also people have like done like really cheap 3d of uh, things of it as well and also people have actually done like live action uh, bits of it too and so um obviously going into the first opening act i mean so um the first couple of scenes obviously you can tell that this is a you know, a very uh, cheaply made fan production of the of the, of the Shrek lore. And so, I mean, we start off with, like, you know, cardboard boxes, pretty much, and uh, a guy who's in a papier-mâché, you know, Shrek suit, pretty much. And so, um, I mean, in regards to the way it starts, I mean, obviously, they're, they're letting you very... They're letting you on at the very beginning of all of this, that this is just, you know, a fan interpretation of um, what Shrek is. And so, I mean, I guess you could say it was uh, a very clever way, I guess you could say, to start off the film. But uh, at the same time, it kind of feels like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm still on the on the fence of whether it was, uh, you know, a, a very clever way to start or it was kind of underwhelming. I'm still debating over that myself about the, about the start of the movie. Really. Well, you have to admit something, Aaron, that... Their interpretation of All-Star is something I've never heard of before because everybody makes fun of Smash Mouth with this song with, oh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s rock ballad and all that kind of stuff. But here it's more played like very softly and it's actually pretty interesting to hear a different interpretation of a song that, again, very similar to Shrek itself has become meme fodder. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I mean, Smash Mouth is still played. This song is still played on absolute radio here in the uk tons and tons of times like it has not gone away 
by any 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 stretch of the imagination. So it's nice to hear a, a different interpretation of the song. And this is the thing: this movie is actually filled of all different other interpretations of these songs as well. Like uh, there's, uh, I mean, uh, in regards to the Hallelujah, obviously it's played differently from its original original form and uh, also you know i want to stay home today obviously has its own kind of remix to it as well and so um yeah they um the one great thing about this movie is that uh, it's not just you know copying the um original shrek film and just making it worse it's actually trying to do its own thing which uh, exactly yeah. and, and you know what that's a thing that a lot of uh, fan um you know reanimation projects tend to do is basically take the original audio of the movie or the TV series and basically just draw in it. Well, in this version, they basically just take Shrek, they voice the characters themselves, they reenact the characters as themselves, I, I guess maybe because they want to put their own spin on it as well as, well, you know, having to deal with, like, stupid copyright issues. Because I can imagine about, like, you know, since Shrek is still popular, if they were to, like, still use the audio from Michael Myers, I mean, Mike Myers, not Michael Myers, like, oh, God, no. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, uh, John Lithgow, I'm sure that they probably would have been sued to death. So I'm glad that they were able to, you know, kind of get a loophole into saying, okay, we're just going to voice the characters ourselves, even though they're, they're clearly doesn't sound anything like the original actors or even the original interpretations of them. So I thought that that was really interesting. And, and, and just so much, of, so much of them is just so weird. It's like a massive fever dream every five minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell you what, I think I might just... Uh, sorry to stop this all here. I think I might just got rid of the echo, I think. Do you just want to try it again for me, Patricia? Okay. Uh, sure. What about now? Yeah, I, I don't hear anything. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. We were just, uh, we're, you know, we're still in beta with all this uh, new studio at the minute. So uh, that's the reason why you can hear us. I kind of like doing production whilst we're uh, doing this well. And hey, it's a bonus episode. So, you know, forgive us. But uh, yeah, so, sorry, everybody. <laughs> so um, in regards to, um, you know, uh, this, you know, obviously going into the first act, obviously it's, uh, you know, there's a big mixture of, you know, live action and 2D. And obviously there's like 3D elements of it as well. And uh, mind you, um, don't you, feel that some of it though though is funny can you see it kind of getting a bit dated quite quickly like you know it's like they say oh back in the uh the uh the tens you know oh it was all about making it look really cheap and making it look really you know um really amateurish on purpose you know like so yeah. like i remember when uh yeah i remember when they did like uh, one of the bat metal updates uh on uh for uh you know on the bat metal channel and uh, they had it where you know batman was complaining that he was only going to like uh, pay like ten dollars for an animation and so the only animation you saw basically was him just wiping his hand like on on, on a tablet and like and that was basically the joke and i kind of thinking like you know jokes like that are going to be like uh, yeah um, I just think that, um, you know, they're, they're going to become quite dated, I think, soon. Yeah, I, I think that nowadays, when you take a look into, like, various media, a lot of people tend to say that, oh, you know, this is a cheap way of making things funny. Oh, this is a cheap way of trying to... 
um, basically, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, to re resonate with a character. I think I even saw Jamboriki uh, even post about something regarding about, like, character development, about, like, oh, let's take a character who is a complete jerk. Oh, but let's give him a backstory where his parents died. Now feel sorry for him. He calls it cheap and lazy writing as opposed to, like, actually a character and i think that maybe 10 20 years from now if an up-and-coming artist were to see something like you know the stuff from now or the stuff from 10 years ago on newgrounds or or on early youtube and if they see like flash animation or animation that is that is looked to be cheap on purpose they'll just say that they were just being incredibly lazy and that they should have put in a lot more time into it i mean animation it tends to go into like um, you know, a different trend every 10 or so years. When you take a look at animation from like each decade, it's completely different. In fact, there's this awesome guy on Twitter uh, known as Harry Partridge, otherwise known as Happy Harry. He drew Steven Universe and depending on what decade animation became like really popular. So you would see like 1930s Betty Boop and, you know, from Fleischer or 1960s Hanna-Barbera animation and today where it's like really expressive and thin so yeah animation tends to change a lot and i think that you know for up-and-coming animators i mean it's quicker it's um easier to um release because it makes a lot of people laugh and it gets people talking about it saying like oh but this is really weird you should check it out so yeah, I think that uh, t taste change, times change, uh, technology changes. So, yeah, I mean, you might have a point in, like, some of the people, when they draw something, it's going to look dated. Yeah. The but, other um, thing that we'll kind of makes me... see how that the, turns The other out. thing that kind of worries me about this, and that, and that is that uh, with this uh, movie, I mean, like, you can kind of tell, like, you know, the, the fact that the, the scene transitions are so sudden, I think. And, like, uh, I mean, at one point, like, if you look at the action scene... Uh, for the, uh, you know, when uh, Shrek is rescuing Fiona and to try and rescue Donkey as well. Like, they must go through, like, you know, 15, 16 different scenes, pretty much. And I get, like, you know, this is an intense scene, so obviously they need so many animators for it. But, uh, I mean, at one point, like, you know, you're between, you know, a three-dimensional world, like, RuneScape, and then all of a sudden it turns into, like, you know, it turns into, uh, yeah, the, those Zelda CDI cartoons. You know, like yeah, just, that, that, that's what you get when you do um, these kind of reanimated projects. Every person has a distinct style of animation and they're given a scene and they have to draw their scene in their art style. And it just goes so quickly. I'm not even joking. Like one scene can look completely different. And then another scene, um, you have something like totally out there. You have a 3D scene and then all of a sudden it's a 2D scene. You have a scene where it's like really um, black and white, pastel-y colors that is very moody. And then all of a sudden you just have like bubblegum barf pink colors all around. So for a lot of people, that's what's fun of these reanimation uh, projects in which, you know, you never know what kind of scene you're going to get. It's That's the fun of it. it it's going to look, you know, completely different, and that's why a lot of people like it. Yeah, for some, the, the thing about jarring, the, the that one is thing, though, because you, you got in a custom a little bit to one particular style, and then all of a sudden you're going to the next style, and then that style that you saw previously is not going to come back. Yeah, but Patricia, you know, like, I mean, if you look at other, uh, you know, uh, reanimations of stuff, I mean, do you remember the Steam Hands one? Uh, for The Simpsons, where, you know, like, uh, about 20 different animators did, like, you know, different scenes for, like, the, uh, 
the and also also keep in mind as well there was also the uh, the only plays one when they did Lord of the Rings, and so like I mean uh, those were uh, I mean um, I, I felt like they were more pleasant to look at you know you know compared to you know what we got in Shrek in Shrek retold and so but uh, you know, I get it that uh, you know the Shrek community is quite ve- you know quite vibrant and quite different. And uh, that's probably also described, you know, pretty well in the Shrek Fest as well. But, I mean, in regards to, uh, you know, uh, putting this movie together, like, uh, it just didn't feel very... It, it felt very jarring at times. Like, all of a sudden, you would have, like, uh, you know, one thing. I mean, you also, on top of that as well, there was the uh, one moment when, um, you know... Like, if you remember the scene where Princess Fiona sings to the to the bird and then makes it explode? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously that's far more, I mean, their version of it's far more jarring than, you know, the other one is. But then all of a sudden it kind of goes into like this, uh, you know, they go into the Merry Men scene and all of a sudden it's like a rap battle. Like between like, you know, guys on the street. Like, it's just like, it's all of a sudden it's like, it puts you in one place and it just drags you all the way over to another. You know, it's just, exactly. It's- yeah. I mean, that, that's how it is. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. And with something like Shrek you know that there's going to be some weird shit going on as opposed to, like, something as epic as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not comparing it in that way. I just, uh, I think that, um, I mean, comparing it to, um, I mean, the Lord of the Rings one, like, that was just only plays. Like, that wasn't actually, like, Lord of the Rings, like, the proper movie. Like, that was just, like, a let's play, like, the the text rolling game to give it some, you know, obviously to give it some... uh, some animation for that, but it's, uh, and also the wait text the, rolling. You mean like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, do you remember we actually we uh, we saw it on the uh, on the Aramata show? Do you remember like uh, that's where that's where Skull Cleaver came from? Oh, yeah. okay. Now I remember now. I cleave skulls, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. In regards to um, so comparing with other uh, you know animations that have been done, I mean, I would still prefer watching the only plays Lord of the Rings one compared to you know the Shrek retold one. I got to be honest with everybody because the, uh, the you know in some scenes in in Shrek retold, I mean, there's one scene where you know there's supposed to be kind of like this uh, conversation between Shrek and Donkey. Like you remember when uh, they you know Shrek get, finally gets the deed to his swamp and he decides to abandon Fiona and then also you know has like that moment with Donkey when they just like all like uh, you know you know in the stereotypical kind of like you know oh we're all gonna get ang- angsty and then break up and then all of a sudden we'll come back together in the end for the final scene. But yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah, yeah, you remember that? But uh, I mean, they totally bypass all of that for a guy who then you know it basically tells about how he basically badly reviewing him watching the film which i'm kind of like um you know there's there's a reason why these scenes exist you know uh, to kind of like you know so i mean my favorite probably my favorite one that you know the scene in my at least in all the ones was the one when um uh, they do when shrek finally find you know when uh we finally find out that fiona is actually an ogre at night you know, Donkey discovers it, and so uh, you know that scene to me, uh, all of that I felt was my favorite scene in the entire film because it, it it matched the tone, I think, of what it was supposed to, what it that scene was supposed to represent. And uh, but unfortunately, there's just some scenes in there who, which, and I get that you know some Shrek fans, you know, want to be ironic with it and want to make fun of what they saw, but at the same time, I still feel like um, you know the the way that this was edited together, I felt like uh, you know the the soft scenes. Should at least have been done, you know, softly. And I felt like instead, instead, I think that people who were putting the um, scenes together were just uh, too, um, you know, too insa- insi- you know, too insistent 
with them basically saying, oh, hey, this is my scene, I want everyone to remember it. And they, so the it feels like the volume is turned up way loud in this entire film, and there's just no... Uh, except for that particular scene, which I've just described, which I think is my favorite scene in the whole thing. You know, there, there's no there's no slowdown. The whole thing's just in your face the entire time, really loud. You know, the you know, because mm-hmm. everyone trying to like put it on their, you know, their their signature onto it, if you will. So. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's very out there for sure. Yeah. Um. So um. Shall we and shall we talk about the controversy? in the room here because there's one particular celebrity appearance which no one was was this thinking was going to happen yeah, let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Chris Chan, um, she well, uh, yeah, because uh, she's you know she's she's a woman now. Um, she makes an appearance in this, and she basically does her own scene in like in in the way of Shawshanichu, and uh, you know I don't really know how to feel about that to be quite honest with you because I mean we know the controversy behind you know uh, around you know uh, Chris Chan, and um, yeah, we we all know how much of a dick he you know she was you know, to people, uh, you know, online when, uh, you know, she was, uh, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, called out on, like, you know, how unoriginal her comics were and things like that. And obviously she re- she replied in not a very good uh, uh, way either, pretty much. And so, I mean, like, uh, the, the, I'm really surprised that... Uh, the, uh, you know, they brought her, they brought her in for Shrek retold, to be quite honest with you. Like, I don't know if it was because, obviously, they wanted to, you know, um, you know, just have her in as a laugh. I don't know, but, uh, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of makes me feel like, uh, the same way that, uh, you know, imagine if O.J. Simpson had just, uh, been, you know, had just, uh, come off the, uh, you know, the, the trial of when he was accused of murdering his, uh, his wife or something like that, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden they bring him in for a movie, you know? Like, uh, yeah. it, it, it just feels like, oh, imagine if, like, uh, you know, um, you know, let's, you know, God forbid, you know, uh, let's say Michael Jackson was still alive and all the, uh, you know, all the child molester allegation, molestation allegations came back out again recently. And then all of a sudden, like, he was still alive and yet he was still getting, like, movie roles, you know? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, uh, imagine if that, it just, uh, it feels uncomfortable to have Chris Chan all of a sudden, you know, in this movie. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, if you don't like, obviously, her contributions, obviously, there's other people in there as well, but uh, I don't know, I, I just felt like it was unnecessary. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe maybe because it, uh, I mean, maybe, I, I'm, I'm just going to maybe put this out there, but maybe it happened before the controversies, because I take it that it took a long time for this thing to get produced. Uh, well, I mean, um, I mean, you keep in mind, like, uh, this all start. this all, even this, this, well, the Christian's thing's been going on even before she transitioned, you know? Oh, okay. Like, well, so, I don't know anything about, you know, Christian other than the whole uh, Sonic 2 thing that my friend, the fanfic critic, read a few years ago. So I don't know anything about the controversies. Yeah, I believe he got arrested recently. Well, a couple of years ago, he got arrested for, uh, I think, some kind of public order offense. And, uh, I mean, I heard about that uh, at some point. And uh, he got, um, there was like a place he liked to go to, and apparently he got banned for something, you know, some, some inappropriate behavior. So I oh, mean, I like he's he's um he's he's basically. I mean, I mean, people could probably make the argument like, oh well, you know, celebrities are probably other celebrities have probably done far worse. But uh, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I just think uh, I think they should have probably just stayed clear of him. Quite frankly, uh-huh. he, he's um. I mean, like, uh, it would make it would make more sense to have the insane clown posse do a scene. To be quite honest with you, you know, compared to Chris Chan, but that, that's just me. Uh, but anyway, moving on to other things like uh, the music is very original in this and yes. i think we've already described that as well and so they i mean they didn't just copy the, the the songs they wanted to do their own uh remixes of them and they wanted to do their own interpretation of it and uh, you know um i mean obviously i mean they're not high quality you know 
music pieces but uh, i mean obviously for a fan production it's very hard it's very harsh to kind of criticize it for that i mean i would say it, it fit the tone yeah for you. sure it, it it did fit the tone i mean like i said before i mean they turned all-star into like this sm uh, smooth and slow ballad as opposed to being incredibly hard rock and roll Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, uh, I mean, that which is kind of weird, really, because uh, the, the whole film is kind of like, you know, uh, it is a really loud film, pretty much. So you would think that, would, you know, Smash Mouth would have found, would have found a home here, but uh, no. <laughs> obviously, they wanted to bring us in another direction, so. Um, yeah. Voice acting. Um, I mean, obviously, there people people who just volunteered to obviously reply their voices to the uh, to the movie. And uh, obviously, with, obviously, with the live action scenes, they obviously kept the original people. So uh, mm -hmm. that was that. That was uh, that was good. You know, I'm I'm really glad they didn't like dub them in any particular way. I mean, there there was some dubbing currently going on. I think there were some people who like, maybe probably might have been too nervous to like you know uh, do any voice acting in their scenes. But uh, you know, they were some of them were dubbed over. I think uh, yeah. Or either that they just weren't they weren't you know they didn't speak English. So uh, I don't know. Possibly. Eh, maybe. So um yeah, there was some uh, adorable moments in it as well. Like uh, there was one. Um, I can't remember what scene it was trying to emulate, but uh, there was one scene where like a guy was being chased around by the dogs, or maybe it was the, uh, the like the dragon escape ski scene. Maybe like, do you remember those, yeah. like, that? Really, like it just it just came out of nowhere, and it was just it, but it was just so darn hilarious. Like watching it, like watching his like pit. Were they like uh, boxers and pit bulls or something like that? They were like you know big breeded dogs, and they were like yeah, chasing were, around like, and trying to knock dogs, him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was quite hilarious watching that, and so that was that, that was like a laugh out loud moment for me. But. Uh, yeah, just, um, so, I mean, the live action scenes, you know, for at least for me, were okay, and, uh, they were, you know, fans just trying to pay tribute, I guess, uh, uh, doing that, and, uh, you know, here's the thing about this, like, uh, the 3D, I mean, sorry, the 2D animation, uh, pieces, you can, uh, you can definitely tell, like, uh, they've had experience doing these again, I mean, keep in mind, the, there's animators, there's animators out there that have done stuff for Oni Plays and Game Grumps and, uh, you know, also done stuff for uh, Cinemassacre too. So, I mean, some of the people there, I think, have already had, like, uh, you know, previous experience doing this, and so you can definitely tell when they were animating it. Uh, how, yeah, and I did you know. notice some people like uh, the Cartoon Gamer as well as uh, Unico Joe, who also animated some stuff as well. Yeah, so, I mean, all of that, I mean, was, uh, was pretty funny to watch because obviously it reminded me back of when, uh, you know, watching the Game Grumps and Ernie Plays animations, and I, and I love them uh quite 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 a lot quite quite passionately so uh, yeah it was um it was uh those scenes were trying to you know, grab my heart as much as they can and uh, so that was uh that was really cool and uh yeah just um so obviously it was uh, edited in the way that it was and so i mean you know so streg retold for me it had its up mo moments but it also had quite a bit of its down moments too and uh i don't know if they did this on purpose though but did you notice that they actually dragged the um the credits the credit scroll out as far as they could pretty much mm. i think i think it rivals the care bear one to be quite honest with you like do you remember like uh i didn't even watch the care bears movie too uh, where you know the uh, they wanted to get all of Donny Osmond's uh, soundtrack in, so basically they dragged out the um, uh, the, the 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 credit roll as much as they could. Uh, to yeah, they did. The, they did the same. Yeah, they did the same thing for the Yu-Gi-Oh movie, in which they pretty much played like like five or six songs, and they were basically saying like, "Hey, you're probably never going to buy the soundtrack to our movie, so listen to it." Yeah, and uh, actually they do, they do the same thing with the Sonic games as well, don't they? So because uh, you know yeah. there's, like, there's tons there's there's tons of music inside Sonic games, so uh, yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, in regard, I mean, there's not really much to tell you about the story, to be quite honest with everybody, because, I mean, it's Shrek. I mean, like, uh, it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's told in a more original way, but, uh, it's not much else different from the way, I mean, they didn't really take any liberties with the story. Mm-mm. You know? So, I mean, if you're looking for a, a, an original, you know, Shrek movie, then, uh, um, you know, you're not going to get anything here. It's uh, just, you know, uh, a fan interpretation of how Shrek was, you know, basically it's Shrek retold, as it, as it is in the title. So, uh, now, uh, do you want me to say something very controversial? Uh, why not? At this point, sure. Um, I would take this over the Disney sequels. <laughs> All of them? The live action, well, no, the, uh, the live action remakes, yeah. Pretty much. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, like, I just feel like, you know, this has actually some heart and passion behind it. You know, okay, it's a bit of a mess, but you can, you can definitely tell, you know, that there was actually some, you know, a lot of passion put in by these fans to actually make this and tell, you know, retell the Shrek story. And you can tell that actually they were uh, trying to their best to, uh, you know, put, put as uh, you know, much effort in as possible. Where, whereas, you know, the, 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 the Disney live action remakes just feel like lazy cash grabs. As far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned, you know, so you can definitely tell where the heart and soul is going into, uh, into, uh, you know, animation and production these days. To be quite I honest mean, with yeah, you. you're gonna have a huge difference between like watching the live action Lion King is like, oh, the animation is so stiff and it's not lively. Why am I watching this? And then you have Shrek retold in which is like, oh man, that animation was so crazy. And then all of a sudden, bam. Another animation that's all crazy. Yeah. So, you know, in regards to the Disney sequels and in regards to the live-action remakes, I would take Shrek Retold over this, to be quite honest with you. Like, uh, I mean, obviously there's a couple of exceptions, but, you know, uh, uh, at least I can say there was some effort put into this. And dare I say, I might actually watch it again when i got some free time. Hmm. So. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. So, um, so by the way, anyone expecting that we're going to put this in, like, in, you know, we're going to rate this and put it in the top five best or top five worst, uh, you know, do redo that thing again. Um, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, right. So, also, keep this in mind, while it was licensed out and you, you could technically say it was, you know, uh, it was distributed by DreamWorks Animation because obviously they provided the license for it. It's uh, not really, and so we can't really count it amongst the DreamWorks films, really. So, you know, this is the reason why it's a bonus episode and not actually part of, like, the official Dream Machine, you know, uh, uh, series. So. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like uh, Mega Man versus Street Fighter, in which, even though it is part of the Mega Man games, it's not an official Mega Man game. It was a game that was done by a fan, and then Capcom was like, well, you know, we haven't been doing anything with Mega Man in a very long time, and this guy has already done a lot of work into this particular game. Let's just distribute it and whatever. Yeah, I mean, who was it Sonic Mania kind of counts in that thing as well? Because that started off as a fan thing, and then all of a sudden it, it took off. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, like, I think that uh, they hired... I think Sega actually hired Christian Whitehead and a few of his people to do an official Sonic game, as opposed to, like, Capcom seeing somebody making a fan game of Mega Man and Street Fighter and saying, like, yeah, we'll distribute it for you. Yeah. You know what? I really need to make... uh, Sorry, I really need to do a Let's Play of uh, Sonic Mania, because it's, like, what? It's the one Sonic game I've never played. So, mm-hmm. uh, mind you, it's uh, mind you, I never played any of the 3D games, but uh, I mean, obviously, that's uh, I'm not missing out on much. I know that. So, uh, yeah, I got games. I got games grumps to uh, cover me there. But um, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of other, you know, way, you know, other things we could probably link 
you know, uh, Shrek Retold to? I mean, uh, there's another game I could think of. I, mean, I guess you could say, I mean, I guess you could say Black Mesa. I guess you know, the retelling of uh, Half-Life. I mean, obviously it's not done in a, like a crazy way, but uh, I mean, you can definitely tell that uh, there's some heart and passion put into this. And oh, by the way, uh, we're, as we're recording this, uh, the uh, new Zen beta is out. And so, uh, like, uh, that's being played at the moment by on by Let's Players. So that sounds uh, yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, so, well, keep in mind, like Black Mesa, the they only got got up to the part where Gordon Freeman jumps through the teleporter to go to Zen, and so uh, uh, the the uh, studios who's uh, producing the Black Mesa series, they've still got a they still got, they're still doing that right now. So yeah, so so, so the, the Half Life story is only half finished. So uh, yeah. But anyway, moving off the topic, so I guess we probably should end things here. So, uh, by the way, we want to say thank you uh, to everybody for uh, sticking with us for Dream Machine. And uh, we hope that uh, when we get to Abominable, that uh, we'll have uh, something uh, something really interesting for you there. So, uh, but uh, until then, uh, my name is Aaron. And my name is Patricia. Take care. I'll be back for now. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek will be retold forever and ever until the sky turns gray. Oh, my God. What a way to win. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play.